This week on Low Earth Orbit, we have a review of the movie Interstellar uh, that's spoiler-free, followed by a full discussion afterwards. So Interstellar is a new film by Christopher Nolan. It was directed by him, a uh, bit from a screenplay by him and his brother, uh, Jonathan Nolan. And it stars Matthew McConaughey, Anne Hathaway, Jessica Chastain, Michael Caine, Bill Irwin, Ellen Burstyn, and Casey Affleck. And the, the basic premise for the film is that, you know, Earth is dying, uh, kind of set sort of in the near future. And... Uh, and uh, basically, mankind is mounting a mission to find a new home, uh, a new planet. And uh, Matthew McConaughey, uh, you know, joins this mission. And uh, the movie sort of follows the mission as well as his relationship with his daughter, who stays behind on on Earth. And uh, yeah, I can't say a whole lot more without spoiling things. So um, we'll start with what you guys think. Um, Justin, what do you think? I think this was awesome. I think this movie hit all the right notes. Um, when the trailers first came out, um, I started to get excited and I tried to like reel myself in. Mm-hmm. Like, got to keep my expectations realistic. Can't get too hyped up about this movie, but I think it was totally great. Um, yeah, I yeah, super positive, hundred percent. What you Scott? I I saw the early ratings on it from like Metacritic, and uh, I didn't see Rotten Tomatoes. Um, and even read through some of the reviews in Metacritic and I got, I did get kind of an uh-oh feeling like, Ooh, I don't know. And I was kind of trying to figure out like, well, what, what did they not like? So I went in with pretty tempered expectations, kind of the same thing you did, Justin, but maybe more intentionally or like, you know, just based on reading. And I was utterly blown away. Like this is, this is certainly the best movie I've seen this year. It's probably one of the best movies that I've seen in like the last five years. I mean, it, sometimes you see a movie and you feel like this was made for me, like on, on in that way, like hit all the notes, everything mm-hmm. I wanted and uh, and way more because I wasn't I wasn't expecting such like a. I don't know, a bigger than the sum of its parts kind of experience, um, and it kept ramping up. A lot of times what happens with movies like this is like the first act or the first two acts will be really great and they just kind of don't know what to do in the, the third. And you're kind of like, I don't know what to you know, how to feel because they didn't, they didn't really do anything. And I really think that the last third act of the movie is the best part, which is really rare for me personally anyway. And, uh, I was just blown away. I was getting chills. I was amazed and, um, everybody needs to see it. Steve. Um, yeah, so I was a pretty big Christopher Nolan fan at the beginning. Like I really liked Memento. Mm. I really, I loved prestige, mm-hmm. loved it. And all people, I always forget fan, that he aren't, directs aren't, it. Aren't as big a fan of it, yeah. But yeah. I, I somehow just like just hit the right notes and mm-hmm. just totally freaked me out. Um, the Batman, and yeah, and I pretty much, I mean, Batman movies didn't do anything for me. You know, I, I didn't, I didn't. They seemed really long and overbearing, and I just didn't really like them at all. And and I was kind of excited for Inception because I felt like I had that spark from you know from Memento, mm-hmm. um, and maybe I was just too excited for it. Yeah. Um, and I just. It fell, seemed to fall flat for me, um, and so I was I was really disappointed there. Um, and so going into Interstellar, you know, I I wasn't particularly excited about it. I didn't really watch in the trailers. I'm I, all people around me were just super stoked, and I was like, yeah, it feels <laughs> like people like what people were doing before Reception came out. And so I went in with pretty low expectations, and 
I don't think it's a great movie, but but I enjoyed it, which is pretty unusual for me, given that it was like it's like three hours long. Two forty eight, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it didn't feel like a three hour movie. Like I was, I was. I mean, I, I liked it. I know I was enthralled all the way through. Yeah. Um, I feel like it felt like a really well done Next Generation episode. I thought the same thing. You know, because it, I mean, it, it, it has this yeah. like, high, it, it does what Next Generation did best, which is takes a really high concept sci-fi idea yeah. and then uses it as a way to tell like a human story. And it's still plausible. Yeah, right? and it's still yeah. plausible. So, you know, it may be, it may be a little, you know, kind of, you know, there's edge of plausibility in certain areas, but yeah. it, it, it takes itself seriously, it tries to be plausible and and then uses that, that as a vehicle to tell an, an interesting, bigger story. And I thought they did a great job of that. Yeah. Um, and it had all has a lot of the, you know, again, the strengths and weaknesses that Next Generation had in its episode, in, in its its structure. Um, but, you know, it was it was just sort of fun and refreshing. Um, and uh, I love the score by, mm. by um, Hans yeah. Zimmer. Yeah, it was, yeah, the, it was the real deal. Yeah. yeah, it was. And the theater I was in, it was it was like pounding this, the score, you know, and it was it was it was, it was right for me. It was right on the edge of too loud, but yeah. it, was ju- it just hovered right on the corner of it. Yeah. yeah, there were definitely some scenes where the bass was so loud that for a minute there, I kind of forgot that I wasn't on like a Disney ride where it was like deliberately shaking the seats. Like, no, the seats don't have motors. That's just the speakers. Like, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Did you see it in IMAX? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw IMAX as well. So, but, so you enjoyed it, which, you know, overall you would recommend it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed, okay. it. I enjoyed it a lot more than The Gravity, for example. I did too. Um, yeah. What about you? Because you, that was your movie I of the year. Really, I really liked Gravity. Yeah. I know. I think it was, um, I think it was better. I think it was better because the um, the scope was bigger, and it um, I don't know. There's just a lot more going on. I, I guess basically, like gravity is almost just like a scene from this movie, I, just yeah, like expanded out to feature fully length. Agree, fully yeah. agree. So I still really like gravity, but I think this is probably like a better recommendation for most people. I think. Yeah, I I remember from gravity. I um, at the time it felt like this really big concept thing yeah and they had executed on that and that was really impressive yeah and jesus christ by comparison it just feels tiny you know yeah. just conceptually and like execution wise it's obviously shorter even yeah. but it just feels like wow that that felt big last year you know <laughs> and this is just so much bigger than that yeah, yeah. i mean i mean I, I liked the idea of gravity and i like the idea of just taking that concept and just running with it and yeah. exploring really going really deep but i just felt like it was a sloppy job um but yeah this is like the ambition of this is just 10x or yeah yeah I, I mean there's so many we we have to do spoilers because there's so many kind of yeah it's crazy really. things that happen that i'm just so excited to talk about uh, but it seems like it's one of our highest <laughs> recommendations yeah i think yeah you everyone should go and see it yeah yeah totally cool uh, all right. Well, we can't say anything more without spoiling the <laughs> yeah, film. Do hang around. <laughs> yeah, but if you have once once you once you see the see movie, the movie. there'll probably yeah. be much longer spoiler segment than actual review. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and of course you can always go and uh, send us your feedback um, at Twitter at um, Low Earth Show. You can also find us at our website lowearthorbit.fm where we have all the show notes. Uh, links to our YouTube page, or I don't. Mm-hmm. Where, where are we at, subscriber wise? Forty six. Nice. So as oh, soon as so close. as soon as we get four more subscribers, we're gonna do another retro review. And I think we still have yet to talk about what it is. If you have a suggestion, right. though, mm. I have a couple ideas. And we, yeah. we all need to talk about it. But if you have a suggestion, let us know. Speaking of suggestions, special shout out to is it Eric? Special shout out to so, Twitter user. So we can't. We don't know how to pronounce your name. <laughs> it looks like Eric, but there's an emphasis on the first D. So your Twitter name is E T R E P. Yeah. Sorry, we butchered even your Twitter name. <laughs> <a little bit. laughs> but, but thank you. So there was a request for 
could you guys review Interstellar? We were already planning on doing it, but we also appreciate the vote of confidence. So. Absolutely. Yeah. So. You have anything else you'd like us to review? Yeah, Just we're totally open to that. Totally yeah, open to that. Particularly in this case, it looks like we might get to 50 pretty soon. So if you, mm -hmm. there's a retro review. Last time we did The Fifth Element, mm -hmm. which was a rousing success. <laughs> uh, for, at least my, from my perspective. Controversial. Not quite as controversial as Snowpiercer, but controversial. Yep. Yes. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Spoiler? Spoiler sounds great. Let's do that. All right. Where do we start? Oh, wait, wait, first thing. Yes. The robots. Okay. Did they not feel like they wandered in from the wrong movie? I don't know, maybe a little bit, but I like his robots. The robots were I amazing. I thought they were kind of great. Yeah. I, mean, they, I mean, they were kind of great for robots, but yeah. like, it just, they felt so out of place. Uh, like, I mean, it's the yeah. snarkiness and yeah. the like, I don't know, like the... 2001 Space Odyssey-ish shape. I mean, there was... Yeah. Like, the fact that, like, in the future, when we like we had developed all these technologies, like, the ability to, like, to travel to multiple different galaxies, mm -hmm. like, you know, the, 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 like, you know, tall, skinny, like, you know, uh, computer box thing uh -huh. can't, like, directly interface with the other computers on board the ship. It has to, like, reach out with its little arm and, like, twist knobs and press buttons. Yeah. Like, what? I don't know. I did they, know. Did they, did they lose Bluetooth technology? I feel like for some of those things, Wi -Fi? it was things that he had to physically interact with, right? Like, yeah, he was. Yeah, it was. So they were repurposed military bots. They weren't. Yeah. They weren't the NASA bots, right? But, I mean, but, yeah. but I think the idea was that they. It was designed for humans, right? I know what you're saying, but yeah, yeah. I like, think in general, I think the reason they were so ugly is because they were military robots, right? right. Where they were built they were for like ruggedness first, yeah. and like everything else. It was like second. a It was like trying to get a tank inside yeah. of it. Yeah. But they they were surprisingly graceful though, like in the zero G, like even though they were like basically just giant refrigerators, like they had, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I, from, I liked them. I thought they were cool. The uh, the thing I thought was interesting, so the personality aspect, I mean, the snarkiness and everything like that. I think that was because you were supposed to feel a connection to them when he goes through the black hole, right? Like, did you? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I, I, I didn't. I thought it was kind of like, oh, he's going to put the funny robot through yeah. the black hole. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. And they, interesting how they all kind of had slightly different personalities and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but one of the major themes, I mean, this is probably super obvious, but one of the major themes in the movie is sort of this like balance between like, you know, scientific objective analysis and sort of the human element, mm -hmm. which I think the robots were trying to, they were trying to, you know, it was supposed to be another example of that, right? Yeah. Because they had like, you know, the the humor rating is at 90% or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, um, all those things that they kept joking about, like turn up your humor, turn down your sarcasm or whatever it was. Yeah. Well, there's also, I mean, it occurs to me now too that like, uh, I guess sort of almost like the beginning of the third act, you sort of realize that Michael Caine's character sort of knew the whole time that it was probably not possible to take people off of Earth yeah. through the wormhole. And, you know, the astronauts are like super upset, right? And they sort of feel like they've been used and all this other stuff. And it's funny because later in the movie, they sort of talk about the robots like, well, they have to do what we tell them to do. They're robots. So, you know, right. It's kind of like maybe that's sort of the same thing where it's like Michael Caine is sort of like, you know, manipulating them. And it's like it is for a good reason. You know, the same way it was like, for a good reason, we'll put the robot through the black hole so you can gather this data. But it's still sort of like, uh, maybe that's not a good enough reason. Like, yeah. I don't know, you know, so. I don't know. Um, so one of the things, I, I probably should have mentioned this in the main review, but I thought one of the things that I really, really enjoyed was the sort of setting up of things and the paying off of them at the end of the movie. Yes. That was some of the coolest moments. Absolutely. And I think it's been the, the last movie I can remember that really did that effectively was like the Back to the Future series. It's been a long time since yeah. those were out. And having that sort of like 
little things that happen on the way in the first or second act mm -hmm. and have a connection to them in third act. Totally. I mean, it's, it's not rocket science to do it. It's just sure. that so few people actually decide to do that as a director or writer. Yeah. And they conserve detail, right? Like mm -hmm. they don't put a whole bunch of stuff in and then never pay it off. Yeah. Like everything in there that makes you go, oh, that's kind of cool, winds up actually like mattering. You know? yeah. Although, I don't know, didn't it seem to you like the whole ghost thing? At the, I mean, the, I was waiting for it to get paid off. I'm like, why did they spend all this time on this? It has to Oh, be. no, they had to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It, it made, and I didn't, I felt, I had kind of the opposite reaction. I feel like it felt clunky. I was like, okay, the plot pieces are putting it into place. Mm -hmm. I'm wa watching them be here. I mean, they wouldn't spend this time, time on this. Right. I actually kind of like it when, when, Make it's it a surprising that it comes back. Yeah. They, they, they actually, they, you know, they sort of mix in some of the red herrings. Have nothing to do with the ending, so it's not really clear w which pieces are the chess pieces. Mm. You know, oh, that's true. Um, and it felt like I mean, there was just so the movie was so long anyway. They probably like they would have thrown anything <laughs> more in than I might remember. You probably would have yeah. yeah. Well, it's kind of. I mean, you guys are asking for different things, right? You're you're saying that you like it when they sort of put things in there that are consistently there for a reason, and you're suggesting it might be good to throw some things in that are intentionally throwing you off the path. I think yeah. I tend to prefer the sort of intentional placement of things, but I can see an argument for having to cut through the weeds, you know, as a, yeah. as a viewer. But it's not, it's not my taste. I guess it depends on how guess. mysterious you're trying to make it. Yeah. Right? Where it's like, I, th I think it's like the Back to the Future is a great case where it's not really a mystery, but it's just like, it's just a sort of, you know, the timeline is obviously kind of complicated because they're yeah. constantly zipping back and forth. Mm -hmm. And so like, it's sort of efficient and clever and you can sort of, you know, marvel at, you know, how all the pieces fit together in the plot. But yeah, if it's like a mystery or something, then you kind of do want to have some dead ends because that makes it more, more interesting. Yeah. yeah. I guess the, the main point of the movie was not the mystery. I mean, there was, there was a twist at the end, but yeah. you know, it wasn't, that wasn't the only payoff you got for the film. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In fact, I think if it was the only payoff, I would be pretty disappointed because I like, I wasn't, it was okay, but I, I wasn't particularly in love with the, with the twist and the, and the ending. I love that part yeah. and unabashedly like that was that was what made it a fantastic movie for me. I can understand based on what you've talked about in the past why that wouldn't appeal to you. But for me, that was that was the selling point. Yeah, um, this I think is the first time or, or the, the most big budget example we've ever had of Hollywood movie that covered like relativity in this level of detail. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I actually I, could not believe how much it featured as a plot point. Like yeah. a I mean, I, my favorite act was the second act, actually, because I just I loved the worlds they visited and the way and, the, and again, the yeah. way they use that, like, you know, the kind of want more of that, honestly. Yeah, it was it was great. I felt like they were really original mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and, and delightful and different. It wasn't just like, oh, they landed on, you know, they landed in this planet and it looks like Arizona because it was cheap, <laughs> cheap to record in Arizona. <laughs> oh, now they're in like Hawaii because they could you know, fly to Hawaii. You yeah, know? yeah. Like, you know, I mean, which is often happens on like Star Trek because yeah. they just like to have the budget, you know, but here they, actually, they clearly had the budget to do something like really interesting. Like I love, you know, that, that, the, you know, the jet, the epic wave, mm -hmm. you know, that was and, great. Yeah. yeah. Even though it's in the trailer, but yeah, it's still, it's, yeah, it's, it's still super yeah. cool. And the weird, like frozen cloud that planet, was super awesome, which I think didn't have a surface. Right. Cause I think Matt Damon's character kind of lies. Yeah. He, yeah. he manipulates the data and yeah. lies about like how good the planet yeah. is. So is it like, is the whole planet like sort of these frozen clouds basically and it's like it's that? just sort of like swiss cheese all the way down yeah, like is that so so the the physics consultant that they had on the film you yeah. know there was there's this whole story about how they actually made a scientific discovery in the course of this when they were simulating the black hole they discovered you know while there's this halo effect on black holes there yeah. would be according to the math yeah um so anyway you know he 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 in general felt very strongly about the scientific basis for the movie That's cool. he said the only thing he didn't wasn't real sure about was the, the ice clouds because he felt like the structures just wouldn't hold up. Mm. But yes, it is a very arresting visual. Yeah, it's, it's like, very cool. What's going on here? And like with sort of, you know, um, they show this in the trailer too, where it's like, it's almost like there's mountains above and below. Yeah, like yeah. kind of zooming It feels through. very Inception-y. Totally. Yeah, it was totally reminding me of Inception where like Paris like folds over <laughs> on itself, you know? Yeah, it's just like that. I might be alone between the three of us in thinking this, but I, 
I didn't think Matthew McConaughey or Cooper was going to survive after oh, this. Oh, me neither. Yeah, I, think so I was actually really uncomfortable during the scene where he's flying into the black hole because like, oh, oh man. you're expecting him to squish, right? Yeah, like, me too. I was like, this is going to be horrific. Yeah. Like, this is going to be probably the grossest thing I've yeah. seen in a while. Like, yeah. I don't want to see him get like twisted by like the weird yeah. title. I'm, I'm glad it didn't because that wouldn't have been, I mean, it would have been scientifically more accurate, probably. I mean, we really, I mean, none of us really know at what that happens point, the, black holes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the beginning of the completely throwing out, like, yeah. the... And yeah. in fairness, I mean, that's, you know, you can say, well, that's not how black holes work. And the reality is right. we're so distantly far from understanding anything like that. that yeah, yeah. It kind of, you have to, you know, at least I was able to forgive that. Um, but, yeah, I had the same feeling. It's like, ooh, this is not going yeah. <laughs> to end well. Or, like, uh, have you guys seen Sunshine? Yeah. I, I think you have. Yeah. I think you would like it, except for, like, the last... The last act, the last I, act I is horrible, but the me. first two yeah. acts are amazing. Yeah, yeah. Love, I mean, the first two acts are better than this movie. But oh, the last think? act is so bad that it just it brings it yeah. all down. There's actually a lot of parallels, too. It's like the video messages from home and sort of like well, and the, whole, the, and, and there was Icarus the direness. One, Icarus of, 1 and 2, so they're following this other mm-hmm. mission, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and that... And what happened, you know, and the parallels between Matt, uh, Matt, da- uh, mm-hmm. Matt Damon's character right. and the, I forget who, who played, who played this, this the similar character in, in Sunshine. Yeah. 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 Lots of parallels. But uh, yeah, I really, I, I groaned when I saw Matt, I'm like, really Matt Damon. He's like, a really good actor though. I mean, I. No, I, 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 forg- I ended up forgiving it because I just, I really ended up really loving that whole little storyline yeah. with yeah. him, you know, like, I think I totally sympathize with him. I mean, he's clearly set up as the bad guy, but I'm like, gosh, if I'm like. I mean, I, I mean, you think I, you're I, done. Yeah, you think you're yeah. done. This is your only hope. Yeah, to not just die on a rock well, by yourself. And I think that was another example of the like the humanity versus like the social or the the scientific responsibility that, yeah. that that came up again and again and again. And like he acknowledged, like I know this isn't like a good idea, yeah. but he's like, you haven't been through what I've been through, so don't judge me, you know. Um, but sorry, I interrupted. Yeah. Uh, I was going. Oh, by the way, but my my least favorite part of the movie immediately after that part when they're like the the. The in, the endeavor is that what was it? No, the, the endurance. endurance. Yeah, but the, you're the about endurance. to tell you're about to talk about one of my favorite parts of the movie. Oh but go gosh. ahead. I think I know exactly is, is what the, you're going to talk is about. Is the endurance a reference to like the Ernest Shackleton ship from like? You're saying I all kinds of words no I don't recognize. Is it, is it from another story? Or? No, it's also Ernest Shackleton was like a a, a British explorer to oh. uh, Antarctica. A really That's stupid the most one. Name I've ever heard. And uh, he was. I mean, he was really dumb, and and he <laughs> failed to get to the South Pole, and. <laughs> It was all very tragic, and mostly because he was just really stubborn and 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 uh, old fashioned. But anyway, I would say like, yes, it is a reference. <laughs> <laughs> but his ship was the, the endurance. endurance. Yeah, uh, the, the, the book the book written by one of his crew members is is the worst journey in the world. It's actually a pretty great, um, not very apt title. Um, <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Yeah, the the endurance. Yeah. Um, anyway, like so, there's a scene where it's like spinning around, yeah, I love and then they scene. need to like, and they need to like spin around their little like lander craft yeah. like match. And there's like some quote, but like the like the robot says, says something about like, you know, oh, you know, we we can't you know match the rotational speed of it because you know that would be impossible or something. And he's like, it's impossible, but it's necessary. And I'm like, really. Well, I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, if it's I mean, impossible, then it's impossible. The only impossible only has one meaning. Well, it, it's 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 a fictional robot in a fictional movie saying it's impossible. So, I mean. Well, he, he could have said he's wrong. It was like, it was just like, I mean, I, Well, Data, you know, there's, in Star Trek, you know, people like Data will say it's impossible and Picard will tell him, no, we have to do it anyway. And it, and it happens, you know, it's it's like a reoccurring theme. In, in I, know, I hate it. 
Okay, well, <laughs> it exists though. I honestly even forgot that line until you just yeah. brought it up. Oh, I, just, I, it was, just, I feel like it's just one of those sort of like throwaway like action movie lines. Big, I know. know, that's why I hate so much about it. Like, yeah. the, like Impossible has a very, very, very clear meaning. And like action movies, <laughs> this is like, literally the worst line. <laughs> it, it's hyperbole, right? I mean, it's just, you're, you're upset. It's a robot. It. It's not good. It's not, it's not no, good. but a robot with a personality. I mean, this robot, like, like you know, presumably it's a multi-robot. It should know when to say something's impossible. <laughs> He's only 90% honest. <laughs> um, I, I get But that. the actual physics of them recovering, the, that bothered you less than the line about it being impossible? <laughs> it actually bothered me less, yes. <laughs> I, was, I was really unhappy about that line. <laughs> uh, that scene I thought was fantastic, though. Because, you know, that's that's the example we've talked about. I think I mentioned in the past, like, the, the Pixar philosophy about, like, real peril. Like, that is, mm, like, there's yeah. no freaking way. Like, when it blew up, I'm like, that's it. They're done. Yeah, they're toast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I th- that, w- that was really great. Yeah, I did. I did love how, and th- and they did this in Gravity too. Where they kind of cheated in Gravity because the music would sort of fill in for it. But they really did do no sound for the space right. scenes, which Legit. was cool. Yeah, I did like you that. Know? A lot. And they saved it. You know, I think for the parts where it really it really helped, mm-hmm. especially because it'd be like sort of like the GoPro on the side of the right. space shuttle, and like you'd see like the puff Some of like the watched way too much stuff. Breaking Bad. Like there were so <laughs> many cameras mounted on objects, yeah. you know, in that in that film. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the thing about that too is it wasn't just sort of the scientific accuracy, but it really made you feel like alone. Mm-hmm. Like, like when there's mm-hmm. no sound, like you're like, holy crap. I thought there was a lot of interesting sort of sound choices in the movie. Like the the uh, so the things that stand out for me are the silence of a lot of the space scenes yeah. or almost all the space scenes. But then there's the part where um, uh, he gives the headphones to the other astronaut and yeah. it's like the thunderstorm yeah. sounds. Yeah. And they do the wide shot of the, the spaceship going past Saturn with the thunderstorm sounds. That, that was, was legit. Cool. Yeah, that was awesome. And then there was... Um, there was the scene where he's getting the message from home. Um, I, th- I think that, I mean, I think it was maybe the first time he got a message from from Murph. Mm-hmm. And there's like the really like the music's like coming to a crescendo, and then she she oh. switches off the video camera, and as soon as she does, the music stops, yeah. like cuts off, hard stop, and like that was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. So there's some cool sound things going on here too. Uh, yeah. That, kind of more generally about the movie, you know, I think my favorite kinds of movies are movies that are made up of a series of like amazing moments. And mm-hmm. I really think this was an example of that. Like it wasn't that, you know, oh, I love the movie because of this particular, you know, pop point or right. this particular actor or whatever. It's just like there were these moments that even if you take them in isolation, they could be amazing like three minute short films, you mm-hmm. know, and then you just have, you know, literally three hours of that, um, which sounds crazy, but it actually it actually worked. Yeah. I think it's so crazy when they got to the like the planet with the waves and like the wreckage was like still there and still mostly intact. That and they, whole thing. And they realized like, oh my gosh, yeah. like she probably just landed like two hours, or three hours that. ago that was because awesome. of all and the crazy relativity stuff. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like, oh my God. Yeah. It screws with your head in the best <laughs> yeah. imaginable way. Yeah. Oh, the spherical black hole thing, by the way, that that was that whole phenomenon. I mean, the fact that they would were risking to explain it inside of a movie was really interesting. Oh, the fact the wormhole is spherical? Yeah. yeah I thought yeah, that was yeah, really yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, oh, the thing we didn't talk about, by the way, was the fact that like, in this movie, Matthew McConaughey goes through the journey that Jodie Foster goes through. Oh, yeah. In contact, even That's though he true. was in both movies. Yeah. So I thought it was pretty fascinating. I think this is a better take on it, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know this, this movie makes me want to rewatch contact. Right. Yeah, yeah I mean, exactly. I haven't seen it since, I mean, forever. Man, uh, what a crazy movie. Way, Super though, good. But, should... Oh, and there was a couple. So um, when Matt Damon, like, tries to basically, like, hijack the Endeavor and, like, he has to dock yeah. manually. And he's, like, just coming <laughs> in for the thing. And it doesn't quite make... Well, there was that... Well, all the docking scenes, basically, where they have to, like, try and dock the yeah. spacecraft. The whole time, I'm like, I need, 
I know exactly how hard this is in Kerbal Space Program. I was, I was like, oh time. my gosh, this is like impossible. This is so hard. Although what I think that annoyed me about it was like, so like when they take off from from Earth, they're, they're, mm. they they got they, there's like this all these like very like Apollo missiony like scenes yeah. of like Saturn, mm-hmm. basically Separation. Saturn Five looking, you know, launch vehicle with you know multiple stages, etc. And to get out of Earth's gravity, and then they go. So and then, then you know, half the movie goes by, and then they're on another planet with with stronger gravity than Earth. That they okay. say, you know, the, the way planet, mm-hmm. and they're just on this little tiny, like, like you know, little tiny, barely bigger than the cockpit, you know, um, little craft they're in, whatever it is, that little shuttle crafty thing. Mm-hmm. And they like just fly up straight out of the atmosphere up to the station again. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah. like, what? Wait, wait, wait a minute here. <laughs> yeah. Like, why did you need a mo- giant multi-stage Saturn V rocket here, and you just could, you know, fly your little tiny ship right oh, out of the atmosphere? Yeah. Like, did you forget you were trying to be like realistic here? That's true. I mean, that I is like a very Star Trekky thing to do yeah, to have no, like the little like landing craft yeah, that can, exactly. doesn't really need a whole big rocket. It's like, yeah, actually, those rockets are big for a reason. That's <laughs> uh, not just because it looks cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I don't have a solution for what they would have done otherwise. Yeah, I mean, had, not it, go to the planets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like actually, yeah, like the whole movie doesn't work if they don't have a way to get onto and off of the planets like yeah. quickly and like reliably. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I guess <laughs> Matthew McConaughey doesn't go to space. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I, feel like, I feel like I mean it's more excusable because like, what else are you gonna do? Like, right. like you know, I don't. Know, I feel like I, I had the same complaint about gravity, but a lot of gravity is like really stupid mistakes. You know, there, there were like solutions to them. They could have just you know been a little bit you know less sloppy. It would be a bad move if they landed like whoop. <laughs> I guess we're here. Uh, <laughs> damn, this sucks. <laughs> Landed on this we wave sh- We should have thought about this. Uh, and uh, now we're stuck here. Yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, actually, one other thing I want to complain about. I first have to complain about. Okay. <laughs> so in a movie that's so obsessed with time yeah. and all time dilation and all this stuff, which, uh-huh. is, which I loved, there's this whole thing about like how, so Matthew McConaughey is like one age when he leaves, when he leaves the planet. He makes this comment about, oh, maybe you'll be the same age as me to his oh, daughter yeah, yeah. when... He, um, we see, we see each other again, you know, or, or something like that. And and then sure enough, like, you know, they pay that off halfway through the movie when now she's grown up and she has this video saying, oh, I'm the same age that you were when you left the planet. But Matthew McConaughey is like 45 and Jessica Chastain is like 30. They do not oh. look the same age at all. I mean, it's like they like <laughs> tried, like made her look older, him like, no, 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 they didn't even try. And like, then they're like this big deal, oh, we're the same age. Like, no, no, you didn't. you're not. Like, why even say that? You're so obviously not the same age. Hmm. Like, and what a, what a silly detail to like to get wrong, you know? Why even mention know. it? Why I not mean, why not try a little bit harder with the with the makeup or something? Like, I don't know. I mean, I, I think if we, I mean, I think you could find many many more examples of that. I know, in the movie, but, but it's yeah. it seems odd. Movie so obsessed with time to get that that detail, just you know, maybe wrong. maybe. What, do you guys what do you guys think of Anne Hathaway's like uh, character overall? Did you? She was really interesting. I I, I liked it because they weren't afraid. Like the. I started to talk about it before and I kind of cut myself off. Yeah, that's why I had to circle back. Yeah, I, I was they, they it's a really delicate, like sort of political issue to like talk about like a female engineer and like, you know, do, do you let the character have emotions that we kind of consider with more feminine, you know, vulnerability or whatever? And they let her do that, which I thought was an interesting choice. Like she's a fully, you know, there's no question that she's completely t- capable and and um you know a scientist established scientist but they also let her show some vulnerability about there's this person she's in love with and she's kind of wants to go see him you know even though it doesn't necessarily make logical sense it turns out that probably out might have been the right call actually um so i I thought that was an interesting thing like they didn't they let that happen you know and they didn't they didn't focus the entire movie around it but they said yeah this is this is the way a human being might behave so 
let's do that. It, it didn't feel so heavy handed. It wasn't like this is a woman and she has to have very male emotions. It was like, no, she's a woman who is an engineer who actually is also allowed to have feelings. Yeah. So I thought that was and interesting. They, and Jessica Chastain's character was a bit of a counterpoint to that. Like she ended up being very cold and just Matthew um, McConaughey's character's daughter. Murph. Yeah. Murph. Murph. Yeah. Like yeah. she, you know, well, she. Yeah, I don't know. I guess so. I, di I didn't get that impression, but I, I can see why you would say that. Because, um, I mean, a, her driving force was to see her dad, her love for her dad. You know, that was the thing that motivated her. Or or her disdain for her father for leaving her. But that wasn't, I didn't think that was real. That was that was just like, you know, anger at, it didn't, that aspect in my mind never diminished her love for her father. That was just her frustration with not being able to see her father. That's how it manifested. Let's do that. Yeah. I think she blamed him. I mean, I think that she felt like he had a choice. He did have a choice, yeah. I guess. And I think that she was upset that he chose to do what he did. And I think that probably, I suspect that as, you know, she got older and I like got involved with the space program and stuff, I think she probably understood why he made the choice. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that she's not still upset that he did it. Yeah. And I think she was, at least early on, the, the point there was that she was upset that he wasn't listening to her. Like she knew. Oh, because they didn't. Well, because there's the 23 years or whatever that they're on the wave planet, right? And like they didn't send any messages. No, home, no, 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 no. Couldn't the, send the any state messages. thing. The state thing. She told him not to go. She oh, said the yeah, message yeah. says stay. Yeah. And she's like, "You're not listening to me. You're not listening to me." It turns yeah. out that he had sent that. Yeah. I'm sure we'll still. So have we this, this, yeah, this is one of the things where I feel, I feel like I'm still going to be processing it. for oh, like yeah, another totally. day, and like I'll have more to say later. Yeah. But. And that's what I thought. I was what kind of theater? I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna have to think it's about a this lot for a while. Yeah, there's a ton here. Yeah, it was great. It was super cool. All right. Well, I think we succeeded in having a spoiler segment that was like probably 10 times longer. Yeah. Than <laughs> Thanks for hanging in with us. Uh, There's nobody listening. <laughs> Everyone's tuned. Everyone's tuned to something else now. Cats. Cat videos. <laughs> they moved on to cat videos. Um, see you later. All right. Bye. <laughs>
What did I say? <laughs> Dramatic pause. <laughs> no, that was right. I mean, it was actually, you paused just at the wrong time. <laughs> Usually you would pause before you say anything, not right before the movie title, but that's okay. Just for dramatic effect. <laughs> um, all right. Last. Third, yeah, third time yeah. to try. We got this. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. <laughs> all comic yeah. books. Like, you're going to edit all this out. Right? This, this is how we know we should mention him on the show. I do not know how to pronounce his name. Perfect. Oh. So. Oh, dear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, we're going to put... We're, we're going to butcher the name. Well, Steve, you're hosting this week, so you should oh, butcher no. his name. <laughs> I, I can't read from that angle. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, well, should we start over well, for the <laughs> <laughs> So, say it again. Oh. Is that where you were looking? Uh, no, I okay. was actually thinking looking at him, so let's, <laughs> let's all look this at the camera. Right. camera. Right. So we're all looking at the camera. I feel, feel like we're looking at our little camera robot. Yes. <laughs> this looks sort of his eyes, you know? Yeah. Like, you know. And the arms. It's like, help, I'm slipping off. <laughs> to uh, del- deliver we that got- presentation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do this. Followed by a in-depth discussion mm-hmm. afterwards. Yeah, that's it. All right. <laughs> it's like, what do, I, what do I do with my arms here? <laughs> <laughs> <Sweet>. <laughs>